Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast, with me, your host, Neil West, and I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host, Hayley Kearns. Hi Hayley, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very excited, because we're, we're podcasting on the move today. It's a special occasion, it's a special Yay. occasion, because as Hayley knows this, this is our uh, Diamond Jubilee, isn't yes. it? This is the 60th, 60th episode of Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. So we've had a lovely mindful walk, haven't we? Mm. And we're now in Hay Country Park, which is our, our local country park. We're enjoying the, uh, the sun kind of setting. Yeah, we might suddenly be. Yeah, we'll keep going till the we'll keep going till yeah. it's dark. <laughs> but yeah, at the minute, it's lovely. Nice to be out. Yeah. And about. The sun's been shining, sky's mm. blue, um, and we're here to talk about um, a new book. Well, it's not a new book; it's a, a book that's new to me. This is the Yellow World um, by Albert and Espinosa. Albert mm. Espinosa, who's a Spanish writer, actor, um, producer of films mm. um, and it's uh, subtitled trust your dreams and they'll come true and it's an international bestseller it tells you on the cover mm. <laughs> but the, a the life-changing international life-changing bestseller. international bestseller so albert espinosa i'll get i'll get my teeth around that um he's similar age to me in his 50s uh but when he was 14 was diagnosed with cancer and spent 10 years in hospital and um, although he did recover he in the process lost one of his legs and one of his lungs and you know has other lasting um, effects but felt that his time in hospital granted him a kind of wisdom if you like Um, mindfulness And the the yellow world is his. Um, I think there's 24 um, thoughts, ideas, uh, discoveries. He calls them mm-hmm. um, that during his illness helped him through his illness, and and he in a way thinks will will help you to lead a happier and more successful life. So I'm not going to share all 24 with you, but I've picked some out that I thought were particularly mindful. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll hand you the book to stroke in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so he says um, I always say that I have I have to live my life as well as those of my friends who did not beat cancer I'm living 4.7 lives so he recovered but he was always conscious of the ones who hadn't yeah. and he carries their lives their wisdom on with him um, now the, what is the yellow world so the yellow world is a, a way of living of seeing life of nourishing yourself with the lessons that you learn from good moments as well as bad ones so yellow is always seen as a, a very positive colour, isn't it? Mm. Even when you think about the work we do with children with the colour monster and yeah. thinking about... Um, it's a happy colour. Yeah. 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 Um, I suspect it comes from the sun because yeah. the the treat, if you like, when he was in hospital was being allowed outside where they had a kind of sun terrace. So you could be uh, wheeled out and, and, and you yeah, could sit okay. in the sun instead of being cooped up in hospital. Yeah, and I think you don't... Truly, well, as we've realised today with our lovely walk, you don't truly appreciate how wonderful it is to be After a long, dark winter. Unless you've, 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 until you get it taken away from you, I suppose. Don't you mm. take it for granted, almost? Yeah. Mm. 
So I will share with you, I've picked out just a few of his 24 okay. uh, discoveries. Um, discovery number one, losses are positive. So he was advised in hospital, give your leg a good by party. Right, okay. So this is when he was told like at 14 to that he was going to have his leg amputated. Invite all the people who have some connection to your leg and give it a good send-off. Hasn't it supported you all your life? Well, support it now, now that it's walking away. And this was the advice of his mm. traumatologist, um, which, you know, t- appealed to my sense of humour, you know, my kind of dark zen, mm. looking at the, at, the, at the kind of funny side of tragedy in a way. Um, so he was encouraged, but it also is this idea that we have in mindfulness that you are not your body. Your mm. body is part of you, but it's not who you are. Um, so losing the leg in a sense... Yes, it was going to cause him some difficulty, but he wasn't overly attached to it, if that's the right phrase. Mm. Well, it wasn't the, the end of his life, was it? I no. think that's the idea, no, isn't it? No, it? it was the beginning of something, yeah. in a way, not the end of it. Mm. Um, so his advice, we have to learn how to lose things. We lose things every day. So he says, if you focus on the loss, think about it, suffer with it, cry, look for what you can gain from the loss. And then he jokes about being the only person who already has one foot in the grave. Because <laughs> <laughs> they actually buried the leg. Yeah. Um, so that, that was the first one that I thought was quite a mindful way of looking at mm, things, that definitely. loss is part of life. Um, and if you learn to live with that, then your life will be more free of suffering, a happier life. Okay. Mm, you feel about yeah, that? I would agree with that. I like that kind of So if it applies to car keys, I know you had a bit of car key loss trauma did, earlier. yeah. Um, yeah, I, it does remind me of the, the, we did an activity with the children, didn't we, where we, we invite sadness to tea. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's that acknowledging difficult yeah. feelings and living with them. Yeah. yeah. Build a home for sadness, the book yeah. that we sometimes use. Yeah. yeah. We don't talk about loss so much. As, I suppose grief, we do talk about grief and grieving. Yeah. We don't talk about loss necessarily as an emotion. We do talk about sadness, you're right. Yeah, but I think when you, if you're somebody that's recovering from a big illness or, or mm. somebody who's recovered from cancer, it's always almost that thing where people just assume that you're going to be happy and on top of the world. But actually, mm. you've got things to do, you know, things yeah. to deal with from that, haven't you? It's not. I do. I mean, as you know, I don't like to talk about my, you know, having possibly one of the biggest operations that you can have. Um, have you? I have had that. Yes, yes. Um, but I do have that sense of not being quite the same you know mm. you're saying how are you well I'm, I'm fixed I'm working but I'm not quite the same you know you do yeah. you lose something it's hard to define what the something is but it's the it's the you that you were beforehand and and the you that you are now is different somehow mm. and I suppose you assume well, like you were saying you assume that you would just be like leaping about I thought and I would all, be all fixed yeah. and my 18 year old self would be back again like a little gazelle you know yeah. and, and you, I'm just the same old croc I was before <laughs> really which is somewhat disappointing but better than the alternative well exactly yes <laughs> so. it means that you'll, you'll be here for considerably longer Ooh, than you would have been many heart will uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be around for a long time <laughs> right anyway um, so I'm skipping now to discovery number 10 okay okay Don't be afraid of being the person you have become. Now, I was reading this again somewhere the other day. Um, You are not not created by what's happened to you. You are the person you've chosen to become. You know, our our experience doesn't make us. We choose to be who we are. Mm. Um, You mustn't be upset by the wrong decisions you've made. 
not all the treatments worked or were necessary. This came about from, um, he always trusted the doctors and went along with whatever treatments they recommended. Mm. But the doctors didn't necessarily know what was going to work and what wasn't. Mm. And sometimes the treatments didn't work, but it didn't upset him because he knew they had to try everything. So not all the treatments worked or were necessary, but they all had to be tried. You have to trust your past you. You know, so we often talk about past Neil and future Neil. Future mm. Neil's very good, he deals with all my problems. <laughs> past Neil made all the mistakes, but we've learned from those. We are, yeah. you know, we've become the person who we are because of that. So you have to trust your past you, that your past you made the best decisions, just like you, mm. current you, this moment you would do the same. 80% of you is the consequence of the decisions you have taken. Love yourself for what you are. Love yourself for what you have become. Make mistakes take the blame no one's perfect mm, that's very mindful isn't mm. it that just again it's about being in the present moment yeah. and and in, in the world that we live in today very few people perhaps take the blame you know the the, mm. the the culture of society and politics seems to be that you make excuses and blame other people and don't take responsibility mm. yourself well, you're never going to move on are you if you, if you kind of no okay Right, mm -hmm. discovery number 12, start counting at six. Now, I don't know if you do mm. this, I've started doing this with groups to talk about neuroplasticity. So if I hold up five fingers and ask a group to count them, they will immediately say five. If I hold up a picture with 20 spots on and say how many spots, they don't immediately say 20, they've got to count them. Mm. So start counting at six is the idea that you are going to grow strengthen your neuroplasticity so that you don't have to start working things out you know yeah. that you learn as, automatic with yeah, those, as a um, small child you learn to know what five looks yeah. like and, and you can strengthen and build on that and six is an achievement you know mm. if, he, if he could only see five things and know it was five and then he could see six mm. small progress but still progress yeah. so start counting at six in order to use more of the brain all we have to do is change our brain we only start counting objects at five or six um, so he was taken for a CAT scan and he remembered this was the first day I started to change my brain. Every time it tells me something is definite, I reject it and change what my brain thinks is the correct answer. I'm in a dialogue with my brain and have changed its factory settings. Don't obey your first thoughts blindly. Consider what it is that you are thinking. So I quite like this idea that you can yeah. reset your brain's factory settings. That's a bit like a beginner's mind, isn't it? Yeah. yeah um, so this idea yeah. of neuroplasticity that you can build the brain that you want to have. Um, that's yeah, helpful and we to say you. that, don't we? When we think about watering the watering the watering seeds. The seeds are yeah. So if you want happiness to grow, you've got to water the seed of happiness yeah. within you. I quite like the 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 the. the um, I heard about a, a pie, right? So imagine that you are a well-stocked kitchen. Okay. with all the herbs and spices and ingredients you know mm -hmm. and they're the same they're the happiness the anger the greed the selfishness the kindness are all the ingredients and you make the pie and you choose what ingredients yeah, to I put like into that. it yeah? so yeah. you choose what to put into your pie all mm. the ingredients are available to you but it's your choice what you bake so yeah. you want to bake something that's tasty and, and pleasing to you and causes you to feel happy yeah i like that, like that. Mm. Yeah. um so there you go start counting at six Discovery 14, listen to yourself when you are angry. Sometimes we would shout into a tape recorder. Do you remember tape recorders? We joked about tape recorders the other week, didn't we? Um, we took turns letting rip. We said everything that really upset us. Then they made us listen to the recording. 
It was fascinating to hear yourself shouting, angry, sounding like a madman, paranoid. Suddenly everything that seemed to make sense a second ago seemed baseless. Try it and little by little you'll stop shouting, stop getting annoyed and, above all, stop shouting at other people. You'll see how ridiculous you are when you get like that. Hmm, That's quite interesting. interesting. It's like when, well, when your children are younger and you you do the tantrum. Did you ever do that? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'd like to hear about it. (laughs) So, yeah, so if you like, a child is tantruming and then if you tantrum back at them. Or like mirroring their behaviour. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. so it's that kind of thing because if you see it and I think... Well, I think everybody, all of us, when we lose our temper, soon regret losing it. Oh, yeah. You know, you regret the things you say and you regret the, the way you behaved. And, um, having that opportunity to play it back and witness it firsthand yeah. is, is quite a lesson, isn't it? You know, see yourself as others see yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so I quite liked that idea. You know, not necessarily that you record yourself, but take that step back. Look at yourself yeah. objectively and think, you know, am, am I being my best self mm-hmm. in this moment? You know, could I be more compassionate, a better listener, so on. Okay, and then discovery 19 look for your hospital roommates outside of the hospital okay, okay. so by this is meaning that when, when you're in hospital you are supported by doctors, nurses, porters but you meet those people every day in your life so mm. the doctors are the people who perhaps want what's best for you um, mm. maybe not what you want to hear always but you know they will give you advice and they will try and support and help you and it's your choice really whether you accept that help and then there are the nurses and the nurses are the ones who put themselves out for other people they're doing things and being places where they don't necessarily want to be themselves but they're doing it for your benefit Mm -hmm. and then finally you've got the porters who do all the fetching and carrying so this might be the person who stops to help you when you break down by the side of the road you know Mm -hmm. occasional people that drop into your life but provide you with the help and support that you need So they are available to you, whether you're in hospital or out of hospital, if you're open to it. Yeah, yeah. So I quite like that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so who are the yellows? He talks throughout the book about yellows. Mm. Okay. So yellows are special people. They're the special people in your life. They might be, but are different to friends and lovers. So friends and lovers can be yellows, but they're, they're still not separate, necessary. not necessarily yeah. not. It's not necessary to see them regularly or keep in touch with them. A relationship with them doesn't take time or effort. Conversations with them make us better people and help us discover what we're lacking. You have to know yourself quite well because yellows are a reflection of you. They have some of the things you lack and knowing them causes a quality of leap forward in your life. They're the next level of friendship. And I always think if you go on a course or perhaps you go out to a room or a place where you don't know people, quite often you'll just connect with someone, won't you? Yeah. For no particular reason. You just kind of have that sense of connection with a a complete stranger on a train or, you know, wherever it might be. Um, And they're yellows. They're people who kind of like pieces of a jigsaw. You know, you just kind of click together. And it's not a a romantic thing. And it's not even a friendship thing because partners and and friends kind of require a certain amount of commitments. Yeah. Um, He talks about when you're in a relationship with someone, they take 90% of your attention and 90% of your affection. I spend 90% of my time looking for things <laughs> for my significance. For your significance. Yeah. yeah. So I quite like yeah, I this idea. Yeah. And, and, and perhaps if you're a mindful person, then potentially everyone could be a yellow. Could you, be a yellow, you are looking, yeah. You're looking for that quality that they bring mm. to your life. 
Um, and in summary, where I'm leading with all this, I suppose, is Hayley, you're my yellow. Aww. So thank you. Thank you for being my yellow for all these years. Yeah. Um, oh, that's nice, that. I like, I so like there that. You go. So that's Albert Espinosa's um, The Yellow World. Trust your dreams and they'll come true. Is this a lender? You can borrow that if you yeah. wish. <laughs> but for now yeah. oh hang on do we oh. need to tell people how to contact us oh, first yes, we do. yes um so if you would like to share your thoughts on on your yellows yeah you can be a yellow yellows. you can be my yeah. yellow yeah. um then you can find us on facebook we mm -hmm. we are one together cic mm -hmm. you can email us at one together cic at gmail.com mm -hmm. Or you can contact us through our website, which is onetogethercic.co.uk. Um, and hopefully, you know, you'll join us for the next 60 I episodes. I, I'm really quite... It's, it's good to get to 60, I think, isn't yeah, it? I think it's an achievement. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for now, this yeah. is Growing the Good, the, the Mindful Podcast. And we will see you next time. Next time. <laughs> this is Growing the Good. The Mindful Podcast.